Hello all and happy Tuesday. Look who we have today. Welcome back, Lohong. Thank you so much. I'm back. I'm back from backstage. I had some kind of vacation last week. Not really, but Barnum Bora replaced me and did an awesome job on the show. I was backstage the whole time, but I'm so happy to be back with you, Suze. This is really cool. And we have a lot of announcements, actually, including Learn Together, which is happening tomorrow. So for those of you who are familiar with the show, we had every Tuesday for the past four weeks or three weeks and two days the fourth. We had a special segment talking about Learn Together, an event that they are putting together about the Microsoft Graph. And this is really an exciting event, live stream. So we'll have Todd Englin on the show talking to us about that a little bit later on the show. So stay tuned for that. And also, I want to mention that Build was announced. I know we heard about it already on the show, but still, Build is going to take place from May 27th to May, sorry, May 25th to May 27th. And uh, personally, it's my favorite conference. I love Ignite, but I really, really, really love Build because it's a little bit more developer-ish. And this year, of course, it's going to be online. So stay tuned for that. Hmm, definitely looking forward to build. And Lohong, you probably are very familiar with the Global Azure Summit. Mm -hmm. uh, but to our audience, um, the summit is actually happening this week. So I thought we'll share a bit more. So um, the Global Azure Summit is organized by the community, um, for the community. It's exciting because not only is this global, we have speakers from all over the world and also um, our very own cloud advocates, MVPs, tech specialists. And we'll be talking everything um, Azure from IoT, um, AI, ML, serverless. It's just an endless list. So I'm really, really very excited. And oh, it's happening um, over the next three days from the 15th to the 17th. So for more details, you could hit on our show notes or visit the link globalazure.net. Mm -hmm. And Global Azure is really a great, uh, great event. And I went to check the speakers list and I saw a lot of known speakers, but also a lot of, you know, new speakers. So if you uh, want to give them a chance and really help them uh, learning uh, how to talk at those big events, this is really a great event. So definitely uh, make sure to check it out. And today we also have a very big agenda. We are going to have Aaron again talking about the OSS Spotlight. And this week he's going to talk about Hugo. Very excited about that because a lot of people on my team Love Hugo, so I, I can't wait to hear more about that. We are going to have Christina Warren for this week in Channel 9, very fast paced uh, segment, and you are going to have all the latest news. And then I'm going to talk to humans, uh, to Shiva Ford on Humans of Microsoft. Quite excited about that because Shiva is located in Sydney, Australia, and she'll tell us more about her job as a community program manager. And finally, we'll have Learn Together. I already mentioned that. Last one, before the event tomorrow, where Todd Englin will talk to us about Microsoft Graph. Mm, sounds really great. So before we start, remember to hit on the like and share button if you enjoy our show and want to show us some love. So we love feedback too. So please tell us how we're doing, um, be it good or bad. And you can do that and find all show notes on aka.ms Hello World. And we have a little surprise today and we'd love for you to join us. So please stay to the end of the show. Wow, that's really cool. So now I'm really excited. We are going to have Aaron and Aaron will talk to us about Hugo, which many on my team really love. So let's talk to Aaron. Hello, Aaron. What can you tell us about all that? Hi, Laurent. Yes, today we'll be talking about static sites and Hugo, which describes itself as one of the fastest frameworks for building websites. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of the most popular static site generators with over 50,000 stars on GitHub. It's open source and it's written in Go and it's blazingly fast. It happens to okay. be one of my very favorite tools across the board. And I sort of surprised myself that I've gone seven episodes without talking about it. 
<laughs> well, there is always time for that. So it's great that you talk to us about that today. But before we continue, can you tell our audience what is a static site? Yes. So static sites have really been around since the beginning of the internet. I remember when mm. I first came to appreciate the magic of publishing content online and I had to hand it at HTML files and notepad and upload them to my hosting provider using FTP. Uh, this is really the modern successor of that uh, with better tools. So one of the key advantages of static sites is we typically edit them in human readable text formats such as Markdown, which later gets uh, converted into HTML. And mm -hmm. we often check them into source control, which enables us to have all sorts of automation around that, have a single repository for content that we can collaborate on with others. Uh, this workflow also enables us to have high fidelity right down to the last character. So we're not using rich text format to pass our content back and forth as it goes through so many different systems you know, as we hack on stuff. Mm -hmm. So today, uh, we use static site generators which take our content, usually sitting inside markdown files in markdown format, run it through a template, which we go out there and choose, and then it outputs the HTML files required for our website. So this means that we can host them anywhere, such as blob storage, content delivery networks, specialized static site hosting providers, and it makes it very cheap, scalable, and efficient. And finally, it's also very secure because you don't have to handle databases, worry about SQL right. injections and things like the patching of WordPress or other blog platforms that might have security vulnerabilities pop up over time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is really cool. And I really love static websites as well. In fact, I'm old enough that I remember when we called them websites and not static exactly. websites because that's all we had, right? We had no yes. and nothing else. It's the original, the default. <laughs> exactly. So this is really cool. But back to Hugo, can you tell me what is Hugo and why do, why do you like it so much? Yeah, so Hugo is one of the fastest static site generators. It's written in Go by two people, Bjorn Eric Peterson and Steve mm -hmm. Francia, who's on the Go team at Google, and lots of mm -hmm. contributors from out in the community as well. Um, it enables us to write our content markdown in the editor of our choice. So I use Vim, uh, VS Code, Ulysses on my Mac, my iPad, iPhone, and even the markdown editor inside of GitHub itself for small tweaks and things. Behind the scenes, it uses themes created with Go's built-in HTML and text templating languages. And there's a very large library of themes at themes.gohugo.io. Static sites are very often used for blogs, but they also work extremely well for everything from simple landing pages, resumes, product sites, complex documentation, or even presentations. You can have slide flavored markdown and so forth. So oh, it runs yeah. as a single binary, so I don't have to care that it's written in Go, runs on my Mac, Windows, Linux, and even inside of automated workflows, such as uh, GitHub Actions workflows for CICD. Mm -hmm. So I would say the main thing that I like about it is it's just so fast. You can render hundreds or thousands or even tens of thousands uh, in seconds, tens of thousands oh, wow. of uh, pages in seconds if you've got a very large documentation site, for example. Hugo has live preview functionality, so I can edit locally and have Hugo running a little web server on the, off to one side, and I can see my edits appear live right there in the browser, which has live reload capabilities. Uh, it also supports other complex functionality, such as the ability to handle draft posts, uh, things that need to be published in the future, and many mm -hmm. other things beside, including embedding with short codes and things like that. Okay, well, that's really exciting. And in fact, I've been doing some markdown on my phone and yes. on, I have an Android phone, I have an app for that. And I've been also checking that into GitHub. So I, I definitely want to use Hugo now because I, what, you, what you tell us uh, sounds very exciting. So uh, if I want to, to, to build a static website like that and host one from scratch, where do I start? Yeah, so our landing page for the open source spotlight is actually built using Hugo. So at ak.ms slash hello-oss, mm -hmm. uh, we have links to the Hugo project docs, um, Bjorn and Steve's Twitter account. Hugo has a great quick start, and it's also, uh, we have two other options you can try out. So the first is a micro lab from a workshop that we put together for GopherCon last year, and mm -hmm. it lets you try out Hugo from scratch 
with GitHub pages and GitHub Actions and automatically okay. build it using an action and you don't have to run anything locally at all. You sort of clone it, use it as a template repository and then bang, you have a Hugo up and running and you can just edit your markdown. The second option is Azure Static Web Apps, which mm -hmm. has first class support for static sites, including Hugo, right there inside of Azure. So it's actually free. At the moment, it's incredibly easy to use. You don't need to learn any additional concepts um, mm -hmm. and there's a full tutorial for that as well. So that, all of that's at aka.ms slash hello-oss. Also, I mean, we'll put everything on the aka.ms slash hello worlds, our show notes like usual. Uh, I really love static web apps. They are so convenient to use. So definitely something to recommend. So this is great. Thank you so much for the explanation. Let's bring back Suze. And Suze, what do you think? That sounds really cool, right? Do you want to try it out? Yes, that was lovely. And I would love to build and host one from scratch too. But coming up, let's take it over to Christina Warren. She's going to share with us what's up um, on this week on Channel 9. Thanks so much, Suze, um, and uh, uh, welcome to another episode of this week of Channel 9 on Hello World. I'm Christina Warren, Senior Cloud Advocate. My shirt this week is from like the, the Project Scarlet, whatever the, basically the, 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 the previous, like the code name for the Xbox Series X. They made shirts. I got one. That's what this is. It's pretty cool. But enough of all that, let's get into this week's latest developer news. So the first thing I want to talk about, as Laurent mentioned at the beginning of the show, Microsoft Build is coming up. It is going to be May 25th through the 27th. Um, uh, we don't have, uh, uh, like, there's you can't register yet, but go ahead and put this on your calendar because you don't want to miss this. It's going to be a great time. It's one of our favorite events of the year. Great stuff. Next up, I want to talk a little bit about the latest .NET 6 Preview 3 is available now. And so .NET 6, um, I know it feels like just yesterday that .NET 5 came out. .NET 6 will be out in November, and this is actually a long-term service release. So it will, be in, it will be supported for three years in the future. And Preview 3 is available now. There are a number of new features around performance. There's also some um, a preliminary hot reload support. Uh, I've got links in our show notes and description to a blog post outlining all the new changes as well as linking to what's new in ASP.NET uh, 6. So great stuff there. And on that note, I also wanted to point out that the MAUI, which is the uh, multi-platform application UI, um, that uh, preview uh, is available for .NET 6 as well. And this time, we mentioned a couple weeks back that Project Reunion now supports WinUI 3, and that means that it can target Windows desktop apps. And this means that MAUI now can support Windows desktop apps as well. And so MAUI, if you're not familiar, is basically like the evolution of Xamarin.Forms, and basically it lets you have a native, uh, way to target you know web desktop mobile um, from one application so this is now supporting windows desktop and that's in preview so we've got links to that in the show notes in the description down below as well really great stuff the next thing that i want to talk about is um there's a update to the surface design kit this is um great for anybody who's building things for the surface duo so if you are a surface duo developer the surface duo design kit got some updates um for how you want to think about building your app applications. Um, we've got links in the show notes description. Great stuff there. The next thing I want to talk about is a great blog post. Um, actually, um, this is a DevOps with Git 
GitHub uh, learning path. And so this is a great resource that we have on the, the tech community's blogs. If you're interested in getting started with, with GitHub and DevOps, this is a really good starting point. And there's a lot of great resources both in the GitHub repo and on the site itself. Um, and, and so this learning path will just take you through the whole process if you're wanting to get started with DevOps, but you also want to use GitHub or maybe you're new to, to, to GitHub. So really good stuff there. On that same note, I wanted to mention that the GitHub Global Developers uh, Global Maintain Summit rather is going to be held from June seventh uh, through the the tenth of uh, uh, 2021, and they have a call for papers available right now. So if you are a GitHub maintainer, if you're somebody who works in the OSS community. This might be something you want to attend, maybe something you want to submit a talk to, or something you, uh, you, you want to participate in. And so I've got a link to their blog post in the show notes in the description down below there as well. Really, really good stuff. Um, I've also got a link in our show notes in our description. I should have a slide for this, but I don't. Uh, we, there's a great blog post on getting started with, with GitHub Actions. And uh, just to kind of bring things full circle with the GitHub stuff, this is this is also great if, if you're uh, interested in in doing stuff with GitHub Actions, which is a way to automate your CI/CD uh, uh, pipelines. Uh, there's a really great tutorial that walks you through the steps using TypeScript. So good stuff there. And now it's time for my pick of the week. All right, so I'm not gonna lie, this one's a little weird, it's a little gross, but I'm also gonna admit I. I backed it. It's a Kickstarter and yeah, I, I backed it. Okay, so I'm wearing AirPods and most of us these days wear like the truly wireless earbuds and they're great, but they can get kind of grimy. Even if you have clean ears, your ears accumulate wax stuff. So somebody created this ridiculous looking contraption that apparently cleans your earbuds. It's swirls around, it's like a little centrifugal force. I don't know, I love it. I think it's bizarre, um, it was $30. I may never get it, who knows, but it's it's ridiculous. So let us know, uh, you know, online in the comments, uh, like what you think, like you buy this or is this just another thing I wasted my money on? Anyway, uh, that does it for me. Back to you, Susan Laurent. Oh my God, I'm laughing so much. You know, I'm really wondering what happens to all the earwax later, you know? <laughs> are they making candles out of that? I don't know. <laughs> It's horrible, right? It is horrible. This is horrible to think about. Oh, well. Oh, well. Well, anyway, you gave us a lot to think about. Thank you so much, Christina. Mm -hmm. All your links and all uh, you told us about is going to be in our show notes at ak.ms slash hello world. But now let's move on to the next segment. I'm going to talk to Shiva Ford. And Shiva is a community program manager or CPM for our most valuable professional community program. So let's talk to her. Welcome to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me. They have one thing in common, though. They all work for Microsoft. And today, I'm very excited to be joined by Shiva Ford. Hello, Shiva. How are you doing? I'm really well, Laurent. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you so much. We are literally at opposite end of the world because, Shiva, you're a community program manager for a Microsoft Most Valuable Professional, and you are based in Sydney, Australia. So you help people in Australia and New Zealand, right? That's absolutely right. I'm right down at the bottom of the earth. <laughs> Fantastic. Totally opposite. That's cool. All right. So let's go into the question. And the first question I have for you is, uh, what was a key moment in your career, like a pivotal moment, you would say? 
Laurent, I was born and raised in Manila in the Philippines, and um, I left my home country in 2010 and studied in Germany for a couple of years and moved to Australia in 2012. Mm. I came here with, you know, like armed with a degree from Europe and several years of experience back in Asia and found myself like nobody wanted to hire me. I couldn't find a job. It took me nine months to to finally secure my first role. And it wasn't even the kind of job that I thought I would end up having. It was a difficult moment in my life. It was a good time for me to reflect on what my values were, what were important, the things that were important to me in a career or in a job. And mm-hmm. it was a very humbling experience, I must say, um, having to start all over again in a new country where you didn't have a lot of friends. And the only person I had was the person I came here for, who's my husband. And all right. And it, it was difficult, but we're here now. And I would never forget that time in my life. That's amazing. And so actually that goes well with the next question. If you could go back in time, really any time you want, what would you tell yourself to, to, to help you getting started? I think looking back, one of the things I would have told myself was to, to trust in the process. I had doubts in myself. I had a lot of, you know, my, my self-esteem was eroded. And mm-hmm. looking back, I wish I actually had, you know, reached out more to people and was you know comfortable enough to admit that hey I'm an immigrant I arrived here and I couldn't find a job and that's okay like I should have probably believed that there was something good ahead of me and you know I, I think looking back that would have made a big difference in in my mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, I think we all have you know moments of doubts, right? Sometimes, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And you you said yourself, right, you come from Manila. Um, and uh, what would you say is your experience coming from a, from a slightly underrepresented background in the technical community as a whole? Laurent, this is one of my personal advocacies. Um, I, you know, when I was, when I decided to, to move into a career in the tech industry, I didn't see a lot of people like myself. Um, and so it took me nine months to actually land this, this role that I currently have. And it, it took a lot of work, but it also made me realize that once I got in, I have my, you know, a lot of work to do in terms mm-hmm. of making sure that people like myself are represented and Mm -hmm. that that is something that I want to continue working towards, like making space for people like myself and making sure that they are represented and they feel that they have a place in this industry. Amazing. And you and I are really community people. Um, Why is community important to you? Community is important to me because this that sense of belonging, that sense of connection that we are part of uh, a bigger group of people who think the same way, who share the same values as we do, that actually make all of this meaningful. As a CPM, it, you know, I have this privilege, if you must, of supporting our communities here in Australia and New Zealand. And I learned so much from them. To be honest, I think the, I do well in the work that I do because of them. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, and really, community is so important. And uh, this is also how I got started and got into Microsoft. This is amazing. Well, Shiva, I- I'm so happy that we had time to chat today. This is really cool. Uh, thank you so much for taking part to Humans of Microsoft and to all the viewers out there. Uh, join us next time for another Humans of Microsoft. Thank you, Shiva. 
That was awesome. I love Shiva and all our CPMs. They do such amazing work. So thank you, Lohong and Shiva. So next up, we have Todd um, Englin. He leads the recently formed Microsoft 365 Developer Advocacy Team. Hi, Suze. Hi. What do we have today? Well, first, thanks for having me here on Hello World. It's really exciting to be here. Uh, and I'm here because, as Laurent mentioned early in the today's show, uh, you've seen people from my team on here over the last several weeks. And in just about 10 hours from now, we've got our big developer live stream called Learn Together happening, all about Microsoft Graph. And, and I want to come here today to invite everyone to come join us to that uh, starting very soon. Ooh, sounds really exciting. But before we talk about the upcoming live stream event, could you tell us a bit more about the Microsoft 365 developer advocacy? So what does your team do? Sure, yeah. So my team is a relatively recently new team at Microsoft uh, where we are applying the, the techniques of developer advocacy that we've been applying to Azure and other areas for a while to Microsoft 365 and how developers go about building apps for that platform. And as we all know, 2020 has been a really transitional year for how a lot of us work, whether it's working remotely or entire companies changing the way they do business. And the result of that is there are a lot more people doing work and spending time on things like Microsoft Teams and putting data inside of Microsoft 365. And for developers, that's opportunity. There's all new kinds of ways you can build apps that leverage that data, that make your business run more smoothly, uh, that just modernize the way you do work. And so our team is here to really help developers be successful, help new developers be successful working with Microsoft Teams, Microsoft Graph, and really all the technologies that encompass Microsoft 365. We wanna do that and we wanna do it globally. My team's everywhere from Australia to Dubai, and we're here to help developers and, uh, and have some fun. Mm, amazing work that you all do. So what is this big developer um, live stream that you were talking about? Yeah, so you saw the graphic up there. Microsoft, uh, we're doing a learn together all about Microsoft Graph. And so we're going to talk to you about why you should learn about Microsoft Graph. What is it? How do you work with it? Uh, we'll spend a couple hours live going through all of the basics. We'll have some guests from the product team joining us to give us their perspective on Microsoft Graph. And so it all starts in about 10 hours. We're doing the event twice live to make it convenient for you wherever you are on the planet to join us live interact with our host, ask your questions. You can see the times there for your specific time zones. What I need everyone here today to do is go to aka.ms slash learn together dash graph, and you'll find an opportunity there to RSVP for the event. And you don't have to register to join, but this will make sure you get a reminder email so that you can show up when we go live. And if you miss the event, if something comes up, we can send you the resources afterwards to your email. We just wanna make sure you get this content and you join us live and that we can actually learn together, interact, share our knowledge with each other, and then go build some neat things with Microsoft Graph. Hmm, can't wait for it, Todd. Um, I've heard so much about Microsoft Graph over the past few weeks from our guest and even Barnum, who hosted last week, right? Yeah. So I'm really excited to learn more about Microsoft Graph. So how easy is it for me to get started? It really is super easy to start with Graph. If you can do an HTTP REST API call, you can get started with Microsoft Graph. In fact, I had a situation just a couple of weeks ago where I needed to create a graph of the org chart in Microsoft to see where a lot of people in my team were relative to Satya. Uh, and I was able to get that done using nothing other than JSBin and some JavaScript and a token I grabbed from Microsoft Graph Explorer and create a simple, quick little utility using powerful data from my organization. So it really is easy to get started. Uh, and I think that what, what will be the best way to get started Fortunately, we have an event to help you with that. Learn together from Microsoft Graph. And so really, if you're interested in what Microsoft Graph is, if you want to get started, the best way to do that is to join us April 14th for this live stream and, uh, and we'll help you out. But of course, as you mentioned, lots of people have been on here over the last several weeks talking about it. And frankly, they can do a much better job telling you about this than I can. So 
Uh, we've invited them here to tell you about the event and give you one last reason to join us. Did you know that you can easily access files, emails, and other user data in your web apps using Web Components and API of Microsoft Graph? You want to learn how to use this wealth of data in Microsoft Graph to build apps that interact with millions of users? And yes, I mean the hundreds of millions of people who use Microsoft 365 every single day. And you can build apps for them. It's pretty cool, and we're going to tell you all about it, what you can do with it, how to get started with it in a live by developers for developers streaming event. We're inviting you to join us on April 14th in your time zone to learn how to build apps with Graph together. Microsoft Graph is the invaluable connective framework that brings all of the inherent richness and security of the Microsoft 365 Cloud Platform to your own apps and your own bots. So whether you're a professional developer, student or startup, join us live for some fun conversation and code. And let's learn how to build apps with Graph together. I'll see you there. Ooh, that is awesome, Todd. Now I can't wait to be part of this. Yeah, we hope to see you there. Yep, sure. Let's have Lohong back up. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much, Todd. This was very exciting. In fact, I'm going to definitely watch that. I'm not super familiar with Microsoft Graph, but I did watch you know, the previous segment that we had on the show, and I'm definitely going to try it out. So, you know, we're almost at the end of the show. Next week, we won't be here with you. Susan and I won't be here with you on Tuesday because there is an event which is centered around Cosmos DB. So make sure to check it out. But tomorrow, because Hello World is a daily show, tomorrow we will have Hello World with Amy and Adam Jackson, who is doing his first steps as a, as a host on this show. Adam is absolutely awesome. So I'm so happy to see, to see him there. Right. So let's quickly recap and have everybody back up. So we spoke about upcoming events like Microsoft Build happening on 25th to 27th May, the Learn Together event happening in less than 10 hours time. And we also spoke about the Global Azure Summit happening on 15th to 17th April. We also had Aaron share about Hugo in OSS Spotlight this week mm -hmm. on Channel 9 with Christina. Um, we also had Todd share about the M365 developer advocacy and Microsoft Graph. And of course, Lohong, your segment with Shiva on, uh, on humans of Microsoft. So I right. thought we'll actually invite um, everyone that made today's show successful up, up on, um, on the screen as well. So we have Juliet. Yep, we do have Jeremiah, Cameron, Lamont, and Amy as well. So um, if you can hear my drum roll. That's a very weak attempt. <laughs> but um, today is a very special day for us because we celebrate Lohong's birthday. Happy oh. birthday, Lohong! Woo! Thank you so much. Oh, happy birthday, oh, Lohong! Look at that. Oh, this is so cool. Oh my God, I can't feel the screenshot. Thank you so much. Yes, it's my birthday. And you know what? I'm turning 32 today. <laughs> It's true. If you put 15, oh, if you put 15 hexadecimal, it spelled 32. So I just decided to shift my way of counting to hexadecimal now. I'm 0x32 officially today. Thank you so much, guys. You know, this show is absolutely amazing for me because it gives me, again, the feeling of being, you know, on stage. And even though you're so far away, I feel very close to you all on my, in my heart. And you know, I'm very moved right now. If you can, if you can notice, I'm, I keep checking the clock so that we don't overrun. But thank you so much for everybody. And we even have Jeremiah, who's in vacation right I now. I am. I'm, I'm wearing my vacation shirt just for you, LeBron. <laughs> oh my God, I couldn't tell the difference, but it does look very vacationish. That's really cool. <laughs> I love that theme. 
you know, thank you so much, everyone. I, okay, let's go back to the, to the thing. <laughs> Happy birthday. We love Happy you. birthday. Thank you. Uh, you know, I just want to remind everybody that if you want to like, share your feedback and, uh, you know, share your experience with us, you can go to ak.ms slash hello world. And also you can stay with us right now on the stream because the next show on Learn TV is going to be super interesting. It's about building a balancing robot with Azure Sphere, which sounds like very scary or exciting. I'm not sure. And that's going to be presented by another big, you know, friend of the show, Scott Henselman and Mike Hall. So stay tuned to check this out. Oh my God, this is so nice. Oh, wow, you have a cupcake. I'm so jealous. I do. I do. <laughs> I, I wish I could send it to you, but yeah, I have a cupcake. Happy birthday. Oh, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I have something after dinner. That's really so nice. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the end of the show for you all. Thank you so much for attending. Thank you so much for watching. And we'll see you next time on, on uh, Hello World. Cheers. Happy birthday. Bye, y'all. Bye. Happy birthday.